the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. I, my wife wants me to remind you that I do not argue with my psychologist, my psychiatrist, my general <laughs> practitioner, my veterinarian. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> no, about their skills. Okay. I ask questions, but I don't challenge their skills because they are good and professional. Nevertheless, that's kind of what it is with car repair. It's kind of, let's talk about the symptoms. When I go in there, I don't tell them, I need a lung transplant. I don't tell them I have cancer here or there. I tell them my head, according to my wife, my head is empty because she can look in one ear and see the the building on the other. Strictly Diesel's been around a long time. He's one of the few shops, there's only two, that really does good diesel shop diesel work on my best car repair shops list. He's been around a very long time. He's on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. They have a website open 24 hours a day where you can look at parts and that kind of hot rod stuff for your diesel. He works on all domestic and light duty trucks as well as foreign. So it's foreign and domestic light diesel trucks. So Strictly Diesel's in the north part of town. If you're up in that area, I would strongly suggest you develop a relationship with them. And Vicki, are you there? Yes, I am, Mark. Tell me, you get in the truck, and then what do you do? First thing I do, of course, is buckle my seatbelt. Yes, ma'am. And then I I pump the gas twice. The owner's manual says to pump it once to set the choke. I pump it twice because I did that for 20 years on my 70, and it worked. And then I crank the ignition. Okay, where's your foot when you're cranking the ignition? Is it on the throttle or not? No, it's not. Okay. Okay, you're exactly right. Um, Here, let me explain. When you park the car, the float level's full, the bowl is full. I think that could be part of your problem. We could have, that quadrajet could have leaking wells on it. So overnight, it leaks all the carburetor, all the gas into the motor. The symptom to that is, is it takes forever to crank it over, but when I get it running, it blows lots of black smoke because the engine's flooded and because the carburetor is leaking and the reason why it's not starting is because we have to reprime the carburetor we have to put gas into the carburetor in order to get to run your process is perfect the very first time you push it to the, the keys on by the way you push it to the floor and you let go that allows the choke butterfly to close now we've just shut off almost all the air so we're gonna get lots of fuel and it'll start up then when it starts up it it'll start up and it'll go and then it'll go and it'll hold a good idle. The little stumble at the very beginning is normal. That's the choke pull off has just opened the choke flap a little bit. So there's this vacuum operated thing called a pull off, and it opens up the. Now you're also at high idle because when the choke shuts, it lifts up the fast idle cam. 
So when the choke goes closed, you're on fast idle. So you pump it two, three times, your key's on, you start it up, you don't touch the gas pedal, it should go da 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 Then you let it sit there for just a little while, maybe 60 seconds. Then you pop the throttle, it'll come down to idle, you put it in reverse, and you drive away. Every gray-haired guy in the world, on a 1 to 10, that difficulty is about a minus 40. Because every one of us has fixed those a thousand. Now, most of the time, I'd say 90% of the time, an adjustment to the choke flap or fixing the, re- the uh, pull-off or something like that could be the problem. But as far as new carburetor or anything like that, I doubt it, especially because you said before it ran fine. So I think we're just having a tough time getting it running. Now, we might have to take the carburetor off to fix the leaking well plugs. So we take the carb off, take the lid off of it, we flip it over, we take the base off of it. There's a couple of lead plugs there. They're leaking. It'll, we'll know it. We kind of grind them off, put a little JB weld on them, let them dry 24 hours, put it all back together. And that's how we stop that carburetor from leaking gas all night long. So that's oh. what I think it is. Where do you live? Uh, 23rd Avenue in Northern. I actually took my Jeep to you uh, about three years ago to do the... Uh, uh, to change the evaporator on the uh, air conditioner. I wish you were closer. I, I understand that, but um, can I send you to Larry Harker's at 38th Avenue in Indian School? Because Larry, Bob there, he, he, him and I remember Fred Flintstone. So oh, I, I young, guarantee we, you he can do it. I don't want to make uh, David Hoffman at 25th, Avenue, uh, 25th Street Automotive jealous with being going oh. there for three years. No. Yeah, no, you no. should be able to do oh, it, too. I, Billy. Um, <laughs> Billy at 25th Street Auto. I mean, he's a gray-haired guy, too. He's an old drag racer. Yeah. Here's what I want you to do, though. I want you to arrange to drop it off and let them have it for the next morning, okay? Oh. Yeah. I want okay. them to be able to start it because I need to see what's going on before I ever put the key in the ignition. So sure. in the morning, I'm going to open up the hood, take the air cleaner off, and I'm going to look at the choke. It should be wide open. I'm going to throttle. do do and it, the choke doesn't shut. Or I throttle, and yes, it does. So then I take my fingers and I push on the choke pull off, and it opens it up. Ooh, then everything's working. Then I'm going to hit the key, it's going to start, and then I'm going to go, oh, that choke pull off's not opening up the choke. Or there's no gas in it, there's no fuel in it because the accelerator pump isn't squirting. All of this is well known to us. So if you're going to go see Billy, tell him this. Um, I bet you $10 he can't fix this. <laughs> Just tell him that. Okay. You know the man I bought it from. Don't let said don't let anybody. Uh, and he was the second owner. Don't let anybody work on it. It doesn't have gray hair. No, um, this it's just that's a way for me to describe our experience. We yeah. have a lot of and see the fundamentals of spark and fuel and air and compression haven't changed. <laughs> the way we deliver fuels changed. The way the air is delivered is changed slightly. The timing has changed slightly, but we're still advancing for power and retarding for, when you come to a stop. Everything's fundamentally the same. It's it's I don't know how else to explain it with respect lawnmowers. A hundred years ago we had a certain lawnmower. Now we have John Deere's with electric start and clutches and all that kind of stuff, the riding ones. Mm-hmm. So we have this this um graduation of enhancements right. but they're just enhancements. The the spark fuel and compression still gotta get it running. So mm-hmm. anyway, thank you very much, Vicky. Thank you for that great question. David, you're up next. Thank you. Uh <clears throat> I didn't know you knew about motorhomes. I thought you didn't like those. 
you know what? Some I, days he doesn't. I got, yeah, I don't like the poop tanks in him. I don't like to work on the poop tanks. Okay. Um, I, I anyway, tell you what. I'm looking at buying one. Okay. okay. So uh, do you do, uh, you know, uh, pre-purchase evaluations, yes. that kind of thing? Yeah. Let, me, let me explain. It's in your best interest to get the motorhome and fill the black water and fill the gray water and have the propane system on where the refrigerator's fired up and then make sure that the heater works and you bring it to the shop and when you do that, woo, it's a lot cheaper because we're okay. looking for gray water leaks, black water leaks. We're making sure the furnace is going to work. We're going to make sure that the, the um, refrigerator works. We're going to make sure the stove works. Then we fire up the generator, and we don't want you to fire up the generator. We want to fire up the generator. Okay. Then we're going to make sure that it's putting out the voltage. We're going to make sure that the top air works, all of that kind of stuff. Then we're going to look at the motor and the transmission, and we're going to check the dash air, which is different than the roof air. The answer right. is yes. But if you'll do that in first, I mean, we'll save yourself a lot of money. Okay. And probably make an appointment first, correct? Yes. yes. And you can wait okay. for it if you want, but they're not going to let you in on Mondays or Fridays for obvious reasons. Right. But okay. if, if you talk to Andy, um, Paul, or Daniel, yeah. um, you just say, I want to bring my motor home in for a used car checkover, mm-hmm. and I want to wait for it. And okay. if, if possible, I'd like to go out into the bays, I'll keep my mouth shut, and I, I would like to watch them. And they're going to say fine. Mm-hmm. They're going to say fine. Yeah, it's gonna okay. it's gonna take at least two hours to just you know FYI. So and we right, have a okay. depending on are you gonna go after a class A or class B? It's a class A. Okay, good, good. That's uh, that's what we had both. Chassis. Okay, and 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 workhorse chassis is fine. That's the Chevrolet part as opposed to as opposed to yeah. the F fifty three on the Ford. Um, how long do you think you're looking for? Uh, I'm gonna keep it for a while. No, no. How long on the motorhome are you looking? How many at? feet? Yeah, how many feet? Uh, Thirty-five. Okay, okay. Well, we got to yeah. hoist the lift that dog yeah. up so that they'll use that. That's why you call them in advance and you say, "Mark said to make sure the hoist is available, otherwise they'll have something else on there." And they leave it on there, okay. and it makes me mad. Mm-hmm. Okay. All righty. Thank All right. you very much, David. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Bye. You bet. That's a good question. Yep. You know, motorhomes are like your house. Mm-hmm. Take your house and shake it for a hundred thousand miles, and then tell me what's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We got compliments. Blackwell and I were together not too long ago. Yes. And we ha- just yesterday he called and he goes. Some guy called up, and he says, you know, I need to make an appointment. He says, you and Salem were just completely out of control at that, talking you about motorhomes. You together are, yes. And I told people, we're, we're cut from the same cloth. Right. That's all there is to it. We're mm. cut from the same cloth. We had so much fun. I told him about the, the uh, brown suds coming out of the vent on yeah. the black water tank. Yes. We talked about hose, the, the black hose getting rid, getting away from us and mm. squirting like a fire hose. We talked about all kinds of fun stuff. That sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was worth it for us. I know I got Alan available, mm-hmm. and, okay. um, and I'm going to go ahead and get Alan. Alan, go right ahead. What can we do for you? Yes, uh, I recently picked up a 2002 Mercedes SL500 with 109,000 miles on it. It's in beautiful shape, but I want to get the transmission fluid flushed and the filter changed because I'm assuming it's never been done because it's got one of those, you know, lifetime sealed transmissions, yeah. which yeah. are not lifetime sealed transmissions. <laughs> Who would you recommend having to do that? And I live on the west side, and what's a ballpark cost or something like that? You only have one choice. You go to Goodies in North Scottsdale. 
goodies, goodies in North Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yep. I want to tell you something. He knows more about transmissions than any 400 people. Well, Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah. That guy, he's, I've called him and asked him questions, and he says, well, do this, do this. And, he, and then I come back, and he goes, well, they fix this right there and take the door panel off the driver's side and da 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 and the blue wire. Da, da. This guy is just a wizard. Now, he's not going to do that for people. He, he does it for me because I have pictures of him naked. But um, he's a good guy. Oh. <laughs> and, and you call and make an appointment first. I'm rolling my eyes again. <laughs> and you wouldn't happen to know what the ballpark cost on something like that is. No, I can tell you as far as uh, a normal vehicle is concerned, you're likely to spend two or $300 to have it flushed. Now, if you're going to pull the pan and have it flushed, then that can really boost your ticket up because basically you're doing twice except you only have one fluid. So we say if it's never been apart, let us pull the pan, let's change the filter, and let's look inside the pan. If there's nothing of concern, right. let's put the pan and fluid and a new filter in. Then you bring it back 30,000 miles later, and then we do the flush. But Goody will okay. know. He'll know when he opens up the pan. Whether Okay. Goody will know when he opens up the pan whether or not it's ever been taken off. Mm -hmm. So if he sees quite a bit of clutch material in there, or God forbid he sees a broken snap ring or something, then he'll know whether this thing... And then he'll also know by the color, the texture, and the smell of the fluid. So he may say to you, I don't like the fluid, let's change the filter, and let's flush it. And that he may say that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Another good shop in town is Auto Dynamics in Sun City. Chuck Nide had opened that up in 1982. His son, Derek, who he's very proud of, is now running that. And Derek's been around the auto, auto repair business for a very long time. So if you're in Sun City, the only shop I recommend in Sun City or in the surrounding areas is Auto Dynamics. They're north of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue. We'll be back. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works, we want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. Well, what's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. <laughs> 
Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. In many cases, there are no medical exams required. Just go to ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S, ethoslife.com, ethoslife.com. Take a look under your bed. Find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that overall you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't sat in your lap in months. And even more stuff, but still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed, and they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix. Our job is to unlock those jobs, and it starts when you donate your stuff to your local Goodwill. Here's how we do it. When you donate to Goodwill, we sell your stuff to provide job training for people right here in your community. So just by teaming up with Goodwill, you help create jobs. And isn't that worth parting with the leftover guitar from your 80s cover band? Goodwill. Donate stuff, create jobs. Find your nearest donation center at Goodwill.org. A message from Goodwill and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. Every Saturday from 10 to noon, we're here talking about cars. I don't think I've missed a single Saturday. Well, I missed a couple, but we replayed some of our best show. Yes. And, Gil, I'm going to give you the date on that Blackwell show, and you need to save that one because that one was just... It was a couple of little boys in a Boy Scout tent or a Cub Scout tent talking about stuff that they shouldn't have. Yep. So it was a lot of fun. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. It's the only shop that's been able to pass the test, pass the muster that I put every shop through to ensure that you get the best I can find. So in Mesa, there's probably other good shops out there, but Thompson's, in my opinion, is the best. They're on Main Street, just east of Stapley. They have ASC certified technician, Brian and Thelma, both families. Both the Thompson and the Vivian family have been in Mesa since Jesus was a baby. So they've been around a very, very long time. So both of those young people have been around a long time. Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing. Let's go to the phones. Tom, you're up next. Hi, Tom. Okay. Yeah, hi. I was just taking off speakerphone. Yeah, I got the uh, W board for the day. I uh, just got home. Car's hot. Uh, been driving it, so I thought I better check my oil and radiator fluid. I knew I'd be a little low on both of them, so I put the fluid in my uh, overflow radiator reservoir. And then I proceeded to put antifreeze in my oil, and I could not believe that. It's okay. My first wife's done the same thing. Ever. I guess it's my... the first time for everything. So my question is, all I need to do now is just drain my oil and just do an oil change. You haven't started it, yes? Oh, no. No, I okay. have not. Oh, well, now think about this. Let's think about this together. Where's the water in the engine and where's the oil in the engine? Who's sitting on top of who? Well, oil floats um, on water. Oil yeah, floats right, on water. Exactly. Okay. So exactly. you're going to pull the drain plug. You haven't started it, which is a really great thing. You're going to pull the drain plug. You're going to get the antifreeze first, and then you're going to get the oil. Then you're going to go inside and watch a football game or chase your wife around the coffee table. Whatever you want to do, let it drain for a while. If you want to be crazy, let, drive the 
lift the car up on the driver's side and let the fuel or the oil slosh to this side or that side. But if you just let it drain for an hour, put oil in it back in, it's fine. The first time that the engine gets to 220, which it will, then water boils at 212. So when the engine gets to 220, it turns the liquid to a vapor. The PCV valve sucks it out of the engine, out the tailpipe, and you're done. There's no harm, no foul. You'll be fine. Just okay. do what we talked about, okay? Yeah, I just figured I better do it while the oil's hot and not let it totally cool down. You you can do it hot or cold. It's not going to make any difference. If you if you let it sit all overnight, the water would definitely be at the bottom. The oil would definitely be at the top, and you're home free. So this is not a big okay. deal. And you're not the only okay. one that's done it. My wife's put diesel in her car, and my wife's done a lot of things <laughs> that have kept me in business all of these oh, years. Oh, you're talking about you, because yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. Okay, well, good luck to you. Thank <laughs> you very much, Tom. And Chip, you're up next. I'm looking for someone in the valley that can uh, rebuild a 77 Camaro PC heater control switch. Okay, there's there's lots of guys that, that won't have any trouble with that. What part of town are you in? Uh, East Mesa. Okay. Well, I'd call Thompson's first. But let me ask you a question. Tell me what it is that you, you say this is. What is it? The uh, 77 Camaro AC heater control switch. Both the, the fan and the uh, master vacuum switch went out. Uh, the points inside... The okay. Tube. Wait a minute. The heater control switch is a mechanical valve or a vacuum-operated valve that shuts hot water off to the heater, and 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 it's the same box where the air conditioning's at. So a heater control valve on your '77 is underneath the hood. But you, what I hear you saying is, is that you can't get the fan to blow. Is that right? Well, it, it's a four-speed fan, and it. it Quit working on all the speeds, but high. Okay, oh, piece of cake. Piece of cake. Piece of cake. There's a fan resistor that sets one, two, and three, but we bypass the fan resistor when we go to high. So you've done a wonderful job of looking at that. The only thing we need to do is make sure that either the blower motor resistor is bad or the switch is bad. Now, either one of those is a piece of cake. The, the, the resistor is outside the car in the evaporator case. There's three wires to it, two screws, and it comes out. You want to guess, replace the, the uh, fan resistor. But it has nothing to do with the fan motor. It has nothing to do with the air conditioning system. It has to do with either the, the fan switch, which is one, two, three, four, or it's the blower motor resistor in the evaporator case on the engine side. This is a piece of cake. Okay, and you said Thompson Auto? Yeah, Thompson's Auto Body, Main Street, just east of Stapley. Main Street, just east of Stapley. And what you do is you call him and say, hey, I've got a problem with my fan motor. I'm a 77 Camaro. I only have high, and I'm missing one, two, three. Is that in your wheelhouse? Is that something you fixed before? I don't want anybody, some young kid wet behind the ears, working on my 77 Camaro. And just you can jokingly say stuff like that, and, and the shop owner knows what you're asking. Okay. okay. Yeah, and it's yep. it's Thompson's Auto and Towing. It's not Body. You yeah, Thompson. Body. I'm sorry. Yeah, Thompson's Auto and Towing. Um, it's on the south side of Apache or Main Street, just a half a block east of Stapley. Mm. And so you, I'm sure you'll be happy with them. Thank you. All righty. Thank you very much. Um, T O T Thompson's. Now, would you rebuild that switch, or would you just get a new one? Because he was saying rebuild it. I know that I didn't understand the rebuilt part. Okay. But the key there was 
no one, two, three, and I got high. Okay. Our, our Chevelle had the same problem. You okay. pull out the, you, you, you check to see if you can get the, the fan to give you one, two, three, four, and you can't. So then you take the air conditioning panel out, which is a piece of cake on a 77 Camaro, and then there's a blower switch there. Okay. So at that point, you've got some wires there. So you go to high, hmm, I've got the purple wire lit and mm-hmm. the fan's working. And so one is a yellow wire, two is a green wire, and three is a purple wire, and I got nothing. Then you take a jumper wire from a cigarette lighter or whatever, and you touch those three wires and boom, boom, boom. You've mm. got speeds one, two, three, four. Okay. So the blower motor switch. Okay. The blower motor switch is bad. All right. All righty. And we got anybody else, Gil? Oh, lines are wide open. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. This has been an old car day. It has. This is the day I can shine. Yeah. Yeah, so if yeah, you have an old car, old. You, yeah, I am. You got an <laughs> you got an You know what? I've been watching Gunsmoke on DirecTV, and they've got ad after ad after ad of the Medicare crap. I mean to tell you there might be 10 television ads in between Matt shooting the guy and Matt giving him first aid. Because all old people watch that show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, They're boy. appealing to you their audience. Her, 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 you can call her and comment to Renee if you're an old person and you just took offense to that. 480-598-1234. <laughs> Ask for Renee or her voicemail. Yeah. There's other people. You know what? Our granddaughter was over at our house not too long ago. How old is Lexi? Ten or nine. Nine She's years old. Nine. So we were watching TV, and I happened to flip it to Gunsmoke. Right. The young kids don't know what guns. So Matt Dillon's out there beating people up and shooting people. On. So Lexi went home, and she told her dad she wanted to watch Gunsmoke, <laughs> yeah. which is my son. Yeah. And so he called us, and he goes, what the heck did you do to my daughter to make her come home and say she wants to watch Gunsmoke? Yeah. So yeah. you can say whatever you want, but I'm, again... You want to comment to Renee? It's mm-hmm. private. 480-598-1234. And just ask for Renee's extension. Yeah. 480-598-1234. It's better than watching General Hospital the whole time of your life. True. I, I look true. at the I look at the tape stuff, and it's General Hospital from 1942. <laughs> oh, stop. And you make me watch it, and I say, well, who's, who's married to this person? I don't make you watch it. Go. I know, but you're in the middle of Judge Judy and some of those <laughs> other really good That's shows. That's you. 602-508-0960. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasserate paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Message and data rates may apply. Do you want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll be introduced to our three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. 
This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to get started making money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where we'll share how to get started making money flipping houses and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's workshop, text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Seating is extremely limited, so text your five-digit zip code to 82000. Text in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. Just text your zip code to 82000. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in into Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. Everybody, 34 minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. Let me tell you about Blackwell Auto. Tom and I are the same. We were talking the other day, and both of us took auto mechanics in high school. Both of us were in the advanced class. Both of us had been kicked out of that class numerous times. However, here's the end of the story. Both of us were honored by having our auto mechanics teachers tell us they were proud of us and have our auto mechanics teacher patronize us. Mm -hmm. And so both of us have been forgiven by two guys that we made their life hell for a year <laughs> and and my teacher was ben elkins and he's yeah. since passed his family is still here and his wife still does business with us but when ben came to our shop and mm-hmm. honored me to have me fix his car that was an honor i can't remember anything bigger yep. so anyway steve you're up next how can i help you i had a quick question just bought a uh 2016 chevy trek uh, and it's got two, 2,400 miles on it. Uh, besides putting a fresh tank of uh, premium gas in it, what would you recommend? Is there anything I need to do or should do or look at? At 20,000 miles? Uh, 2,000. Oh, 2,400 2000. miles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, no, no. There's there's nothing, and I don't think you'll benefit from the premium gas for, for a variety of reasons. There's no benefit to it. 
you're going to spend extra right. money, your car's not going to love you anymore, and the timing and the computer of the car will eliminate any benefit. Let me explain. Re, um, regular gasoline, in an exaggerated way, one molecule ignites a thousand, and a thousand ignite a million. So the boom is kind of short. On premium, in an exaggerated example, one ignites two, two ignites four, four ignites six. So the boom is a thousandth of a second longer, and your computer won't let yeah. that happen anyway. So it's a false sense of security. Here's what I think you should do. If you want that car to last forever, don't overheat it. Don't run it low on oil. Look at what oil you're supposed to have, and it's on the oil cap of your car, and do that every, I think that's a synthetic, so you can do your oil changes every eight to 10,000 miles. That's the, your car will love you. Every other oil change, you rotate the tires. You see when the fluids are going to be, the brake fluid, the, the power steering fluid, the transmission fluid. You find out what the manual says because the manual is written by the guy that built the car. And just stay close to the manual, and that car will last you forever. And if you've got a 16-year-old kid, let him drive your wife's car. Mm-hmm. All right? Just had, just had a concern about with it being uh, so low miles and four years old. So I understand about the. No. I just thought maybe the cool. No, you're, you're, there's not, it, it, let me flip the question around. Mark, what do you do on your cars? I drove them like I, I stole them. Um, I make sure I go through a heat cycle. I don't baby them, but I don't abuse them. And at 2,000 yeah. miles, you haven't even gone around the girth of the earth because it's 25,000 miles around the equator. 2,000 miles is nothing. Here's the thing. We're polishing the motor during this period of time. Here's something you can't do. During this period of time, don't use your cruise control. Steady speed is the worst thing in the world for an engine that's trying to polish its internal workings. So stay off cruise control for 5,000 miles, you're home free. Now, he just said four years old, and he hasn't. Have you done an oil change? Uh, I just bought the car because so you sure say like every year, no matter what. Well, if he just bought the car and and he talked about it's three years old, yeah. Then um, he he Four has years to old, yeah. okay. He has to plug into that, right? But you know, however, the first guy drove it, he can recover from that, right? Anyway, yeah. thank you, Steve. Got to move on. Hector, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Yes. Sorry about that. I have a '01 Nissan Sentra. Um, now. What happens periodically, it's like running over a tire. It just seems to, like, like stop really fast, and, and it does it rapidly, like two or three times, and then it runs normal right after that. Now, this that is, is the suspension that you're feeling like you're running over a piece of wood? Is it the suspension that's acting up or the engine? Um, I don't know if it's the engine, transmission. It's not the suspension, but it just feels like it, like it's running over a tire, not a piece of wood. I'm sorry. Like running over a tire. Have you ever run over a big tire that kind of like stops the car almost? Yeah. yeah. That's not yeah. feel. Okay. But this just, is one of those that you're going to have to take to a shop. Most of us will drive this real quick if you can demonstrate it. Otherwise, this is something that you might want to say on the next oil change. Describe what you're talking about. But if uh-huh. you're talking about running over a tire, this is something with the suspension. This is uh, the spen- suspension is collapsing, or um, one of the shocks is bad, one of the struts is bad, maybe one of the strut mounts is bad. And so if you can kind of make a right turn and see if it happens, make a hard left turn and see when it happens, uh, go fast and hit the brakes, see when it happens. If you can determine how to make it happen, you've saved yourself maybe 50 to to $100 worth of diagnostic time. So in your particular case, what you're describing is is that some reason or another, one of the tires is hopping up and down 
which you describe as running over another tire. I don't think that's going to be a tough one if you can if you can just kind of isolate how to make it happen. I got to run, but Eddie, you stay there, and we got open lines available 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We have four lines open if you want to grab one, you can. 602-508-0960. We'll be right back. Recipes for disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade from my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Dan Proft for townhall.com. Lori Lightfoot was elected mayor of Chicago in April to much national fanfare as a triumph of identity politics. She labeled herself a triple threat because she's black, gay, and female. Now, six months in and amid Chicago's second teacher strike in seven years, Lightfoot has discovered math doesn't care about her intersectionality, and neither does the Chicago Teachers Union. Chicago teachers, already the highest pay in the nation, adjusted for cost of living, rejected a 16% pay increase over five years that would bring the average teacher salary to nearly $100,000. That doesn't include the net present value pension of more than $2 million guaranteed for which teachers contributed only 2% of their salaries. The Chicago public school system currently has nearly $20 billion in bills and less than $3 billion to pay for them. Chicago's Democrat politics have done a torch job on the city finances, rivaling what fire did to the physical city in 1871. Lightfoot is just the latest pyromaniac. I'm Dan Proft. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hey, there he is. How's it going? I'm having a stroke. Are you going to shake my hand or what? I'm having a stroke. Wow, you're not even moving your arm. I'm having a stroke. Are you okay? I'm having a stroke. Your face looks weird, too. I'm having a stroke. Are you having a seizure or something? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. I'm having a stroke. You just need to know the sudden signs. Look for FAST, F-A-S-T, F, face drooping, A, arm weakness, or S, speech difficulty. Then T, time, time to call 911 immediately because the sooner they get to the hospital, the sooner they'll get treatment. And that can make a remarkable difference in their recovery. Know the sudden signs, face, arm, speech, time. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. 42 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Right down 111.33. Okay, we're going to pick up the phones, but I want to tell you something real quick. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been around for a very, very long time. They're on Washington and 40th Street. Phil runs it. Phil's been around transmissions since the very early days of the Power Glides, which is in the early 60s or late 60s, early 70s of the Chevrolets. So if you're looking for the best transmission shop in Phoenix, may I suggest Automatic Transmission Exchange. Let's go to Eddie. Eddie, good morning. Good morning. Yes, sir. Hello? 
Yeah, so uh, I got a 2012 VW Jetta. It's giving me the 2181 uh, P code, which says thermostat. And I replaced the thermostat and the temperature sensor, and it's still giving me that code. Okay. Um, well, the, the code just says that I think this is happening. So you can have an electric fan that's not working. Certainly the thermostat was a good guess. I don't know about the te- temperature switch might be a good guess. The temperature gauge is not a good guess. So the, the code just tells you the problems in Ohio. You've got to track that down. Um, you might, if you wanted to, get on the Internet and see what some other people have done. But what you're doing is you're guessing based on somebody you've never met before. And I right. think that that's a bad idea. Let me ask you a question. Do you have any drivability issues other than that dumb check engine light? No, it drives fine. Okay. Idle fine. All righty. The, the VW, there's someone out there right now that knows what, what f- he fixed that code. So right. if he wants to call in 602-508-0960, I don't know the answer to it. The code is obviously a cooling system code. But I don't know. But we plug our scanners in, and we can look and say, oh, well, it, here's the five things that talk to the computer about this. So we go test one, two, three. Oh, three's bad. Mm-hmm. So we clear the code. We replace number three. We go drive it, come back, and there is no sign of a code. And right. then we give it back to you. That's kind of how it works. But, Eddie, thank you very much for that. Hey, let me have my phone there. Okay. We were talking about some guy at the very beginning of the show that rubbed um, soap on a leak on his gas tank, mm-hmm. and it lasted for two years. Yeah. And I, I, I kept stumbling over some saying. and yeah, so About one of, going to a dance. Yeah, about yeah. going to a dance. So one of my technicians, who's the best I've ever had, he writes, dance with the one that brung you. Okay. Dance with the one that brung you. Glad so, he cleared that up. Yeah. And he doesn't even have gray hair like you. <laughs> <laughs> but, but dance with the one that brung you, and that applies to... Uh, you, that soap got you where you're at. Just stay with it. Right. And that's right. the relationship. And mm-hmm. if you don't like it, I don't care. Terry, good morning to you. Hi. Hi. I have a 2002 PT Cruiser. And the uh, uh, door signal comes on when uh, you push the brake or the uh, accelerator. Okay. The and door signal. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's as if a door is open. Okay. And I've I've greased all of them. I've uh, slammed all of them, and it's still doing it. So I don't okay. know what the deal is. What the problem is is the computer is seeing that there's a switch on all the doors that tells the computer the door is closed or open. It's probably a switch right. problem. And so the technician okay. has to figure out which one of those is causing the problem. There's some of us old guys, if the switch is external, we'll put a bunch of uh, masking tape on the metal portion of the door that normally hits the switch. Or we'll just take uh-huh. a big piece of masking tape or, or, or duct tape and we'll just cover the switch completely so it cannot move. And as we do that one at a time, if you were a good customer of mine, that's exactly what we do. We just go in there and put a big piece of duct tape on the driver's door and then the passenger door and okay. then the two. And then yeah. once we push I, that rear, switch in. Go ahead. I know what you're saying. The, the rear doors have that kind of a switch, and so I have put the duct tape on there. Okay. And uh, so it's got to be the passenger or the drivers, right? It, 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 uh, I would bet... Uh, 
I would bet a lot of money it's the drivers because that's the one that gets the most Me use. Too. But if you don't find a switch, it could be inside the door on the latch. So it's either going to be uh-huh. inside the door panel or it's going to be exterior where you can see it. But 99 times out of 100 when we have a bad door switch, then it's going to be the driver's door, which is the one that gets 90% of all the activity. So, But anyway, mm-hmm. congratulations on you knowing about duct tape and stuff and masking tape like that because... Um, I would venture a guess that 90% of the women that I know, except for my wife, um, probably would not have mm-hmm. done that. So you probably come from a mechanical background. Am I right? Um, well, I do, uh, and I watched a uh, YouTube. Okay. Uh, well. That's where I got the greasing one. Okay. Uh, my idea. Okay. No, you, you did a good job. You did a good job, Terry, and, and I, I think that you... Uh, you know, if you need a job, come see me. And if you can change oil, we'll do that. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you, Terry. Thank you very much. Gay, you're up next. How can I help you? Good morning. Good morning. We just purchased a 2005 Sequoia, and it has a problem with sometimes the running lights will stay on and drain the battery. And it was already taken to Toyota for a whole day, and they said it was fixed. Well got it home and it wasn't there. Okay. This this is really easy. No matter whether it's my shop or my best friend's shop or a dealership or an independent shop or a chain store, you need to go back and I want you to be polite but firm. Um, I paid you to fix the courtesy lights or the parking lights so they didn't drain the battery and I paid you this much money and you said this is what would fix it. Evidently, and I'm sure you didn't do it on purpose, you didn't fix it. So I'm going to drop my car off, but I'm going to tell you that you're not allowed to spend any of my money at all until you call me. And uh, and that's exactly how I would handle it. That's how I would want my wife and my mother, and I don't even like my sister, so I'll skip them. But um, that's exactly how I would handle it. Now, you need to look them in the eye. You need to smile, but grit your teeth and make it very clear that you are slightly perturbed because they clearly didn't fix the problem you asked them to fix, and clearly you paid them something that didn't benefit you. So I I think in a nice way you do that. Now, I don't care who it is, if it's a dealer or it's even my own shop. If I would say the same thing on my shop. Just go in, tell us you, and we are going to have to re-diagnose it, and we're going to have to fix your car. Now, if it's less, we'll give you the money back. If it's more, we'll probably eat it, especially if you've been in a couple of times before that. So that's how most of us guys with gray hair would react to something like that. And frankly, this is what I would say to you if you got mad at me and start calling me names and using bad words. <laughs> I'd say to you, I'd say to you, Gay, you can't believe that we did this on purpose. This is a mistake. We misdiagnosed it or we put a bad part in or we just flat screwed up. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm sorry, and yes, we're going to look at it, and yes, we're going to fix it. And But I, I just want you to know that you, you can't possibly believe we did this on purpose, and so I'm apologizing in advance for my mistake. Hopefully you'll hear that. I will. It's not my nature to be uh, unkind, so that won't be a problem. We'll see what we can do. All righty, Gay. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we got any other callers? 
Okay, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. I got eight minutes to get you in Couple if you want to. A couple more minutes, yeah. You know, um, she, she said it wasn't her nature. Yeah. that That's an admirable trait that I've never had before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Um, I'll tell you a real quick story. Remember that washer machine we had a problem with? And we called the guy in, and he gave us like a $1,000 estimate or whatever it was. So I flipped it over, and I found that the belt was glazed. and una- So I fixed it myself, and then I didn't say anything until later. Yeah. And then after I made sure that you got 10 loads done and the symptoms were gone, then I called him up. Come to find out, he had a terrible reputation. Okay. He had he had all kinds of complaints just like mine. And then I found that they had opened a complaint at the attorney general's office with respect to fraud. Mm. So I just politely called them. I filed my report. I gave them a copy of the uh, of the repair order, and then I told them how I fixed it. And I told them I took a picture when the the, the uh, washer was upside down. Mm-hmm. I took a picture of the before and after. Yeah. And we got our money back. Yeah. I don't know how they got our money back, but we got our money back. Mm-hmm. Who's on the phone, Get, or, uh, uh, Gil? John, good morning. Hello, uh, Mark. Yeah. Yes, go right ahead, sir. Yes, quick question. Uh, I've got a 2019 uh, Ram 1500 and um, a little over 7,000 miles on it, but uh, the, the brakes started squeaking um, more at, like, higher speeds, uh and it's not garaged, so I don't know if is it any like uh, dust buildup or I need to get a okay. I can help you. Or... Okay. okay. What I want you to do is when the brakes are squealing, I want you to keep your right foot exactly where it is on the throttle, and I want you to gently apply the brakes. And then this, if you're right, the squeal's going to go away. Then you let go of the brakes, and then you drive another mile or so, and then you just see if the squeak comes back. Because what you're saying to me is, is, is it caused by the heavy moisture that we've had, the humidity that we've had? And the answer is yes. But if you drive down the road and you gently apply the brakes, the brake pads are going to clean all the rust off of the rotors. Then it shouldn't happen for the rest of the day. So you could be very well right that the rotors are being contaminated by the weather. But I'm just saying, let's clean the rotors off and see if it comes back. Now, if it comes back, then if it's shaking the steering wheel left and right, it's on the front. If it's shaking the back, um, on, on the, you feel it through your butt, then it's going to be in the back brakes, and somebody's going to have to go in there and figure out why we've got this pulsation, which is what you're describing. Does that make sense? It does. Thank you. All righty, good luck to you, John. Thank you very much. So you want him to be a two-footed driver for a minute. You know what? Well, you're, you said keep it right there and then put on the brake. So you you are the only one that picked it up that way. You know that? <laughs> I listened to I, you. <laughs> I could say that the dog is black, and you'd say, "Well, no, he's kind of tan." You know what I mean? My goodness, <laughs> folks. Let me say in my in my defense, I've been married to this witch for forty six <laughs> years. I'm teasing. They know oh. that I'm teasing. For 46 years. I married her when she was 10. Who's next, Gil? That would be Dale. Dale, good morning. Hey, I wouldn't call her a witch if I was you. That's right. I, I did it he's, with a smile on my face. Later. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have to start sleeping with one eye open. Yeah, exactly. I, I got all my guns hey. locked up. <laughs> Go ahead. I, I got a motor home. got okay. a motor home, and I can't figure out air pressure. I've asked everybody at the... RV places, and they say, oh, just look at the tire, and it tells you how much air pressure. I look at the manual, it says, well, you know, put in there what it says that what somebody wrote in the book. There's nothing anywhere about how much pressure okay. to put in the tires. I can fix this for you. There are two. Okay. Let's pretend that the front axle in your motorhome is the 12,000-pound axle, 
Okay, we got two tires. Both of those tires better be able to carry 6,000 pounds. Now, those could be 8,000 pounds apiece, which means we have 16,000 pounds of tires supporting a 12,000-pound axle. So the manufacturer will look at the math, and it'll say, well, instead of 80, I'm going to put you at 65, because at 65, those tires can carry the 12,000-pound axle. Here's what Mark says, and here's what Mark does on his motorhome. This is a piece of cake. I run every car I have at maximum inflation on the sidewall, and I'll tell you why. Number one, you get better fuel economy. Number two, the Mm. tire doesn't overheat. Number three, um, if if your wife's driving the motorhome and she kisses a curb, there's less likely she's going to cut the sidewall with a fully inflated tire (laughs) as opposed to one that's 10 to 20% less. All the benefits go to the tire. The other day, I was looking at the garbage truck that came by to pick up the dumpster, yeah. and I said, what kind of axle you got on the front of this? And he goes, I think it's a 14,000 pound. Well, I looked at the sticker on the door, and it's 14. He's got two tires on the front of it that are 6,000 pounds. Ooh, so he's got 12,000 pounds of tires holding up a front end of a garbage truck that should have 16,000 or 14. The Dale City Whoa. couldn't find it on the outside of the tire, so. Wait, he, wait, he can. No, on, the, on, my, on my tire, it says 80. Yeah, bingo. You just stick at 80. And and let me just qualify this. I'm a tire maintenance expert. I'm not an expert in the construction of tire, but the industry standards and the care of a tire, I'm an expert. I'm not telling you to do anything that I don't do to every car I own. Now, my wife at times, she calls me, and she had this all-wheel drive Tahoe, (laughs) and she kissed the curb and just cut the sidewall of this tire. Here's the problem. On an all-wheel drive, you've got to replace all four tires. You can't put a new one on there. So it was like $2,000 later that tire hit, and I had to put four new tires on her car. I think you were driving that day. No, I wasn't. (laughs) No, I wasn't, and you know I wasn't. (laughs) And it was at the gas station at Rural and Elliott on the northwest corner. Then how would you know that? If I you went to change driving? your tire. You called me and I changed your tire. I put okay. your spare. All right. You know your memory's not very good. <laughs> but anyway, um, I thank you very okay, much for so, calling. That that's so, a perfect so, so, answer. So it, okay. okay. So, so if I put eighty pounds in my tire cold and I get on the highway and it goes up to ninety, is that a bad thing? No, we built it that way. We already built it okay. for all the heat you can generate. So that's okay, why good. we want everybody to start at the cold temperature. It's not uncommon when I'm driving my truck and trailer up and down the mountain and I'm hauling horses. It's not uncommon for me to have a tire that's 120 to 130 degrees. See, I don't check wow. my air pressure. I have a temperature gun, and when I get right. out, i got 20 tires to check. So I gun where the crown of the tire is, which is where the tread meets the sidewall. I, I have my temperature oh. gun about a foot away. Dink, dink. Think okay. people think I'm crazy. We're take, I'm taking the temperature of my tires. They'll be right. up a whole lot more than the ambient temperature, but that's built into the tire. So you don't need to worry about right. that. Okay, okay, I'll start doing that. Okay. Thank you. You betcha. See, I get to show my motorhome experience uh, all over again. Yes. You okay. got any comments? You got 40 seconds to just beat me up as bad as you want. Just because my last name is Salem doesn't mean <laughs> I'm a witch. <laughs> well, I, see, you're the only one that noticed that transition. Mm-hmm. I called you a witch, but I was hoping people would know that Salem. Okay. Yes. Salem witches. It's true I that I inherited that name. I wasn't born with it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. All righty. Well, am, am I as good as I think I am? Oh, some days you are. No, I'm not talking about behavior. I'm talking about cars. Yeah. Most okay. of the time you are. Okay. And Behavior's happy birthday a... to you this week, dear. Shut up. <laughs> hey, we'll see you next Saturday. Goodbye and killer Mike. <laughs>